Hey everybody and welcome to Healthy Discourse. It's Emily here with Dr. Wiggy and today we're going to talk about something a little bit different and kind of just have a conversation about a variety of topics that as citizens we need to be paying attention to right now, especially as midterm elections are upon us. And uh, while we don't believe that elections are everything and certainly believe that um, God is in control and that he knows exactly what he's doing and his promises are true, we do have responsibilities as citizens uh, of our countries that we are that we live in and um, there's a lot going on right now that we just need to be paying attention to and so I hope that you'll leave today feeling a little bit more informed about some things and encouraged to perhaps do some research in your own area where you live and get prepared to yes go to the polls and get involved but anyway yeah that's good that's a good introduction <laughs> I mean, I do think, you know, over the past uh, couple of years, I think everyone would have anticipated that medicine was going to kind of be one of the uh, one of the more important topics uh, leading up to the midterms. It, it, it does appear to be fading a little bit as far as what people care the most of, most about right now. Um, but I think it's important for us to talk about and to emphasize that it should be one of the most important things that people think about mm-hmm. when making a decision as far as who to who to vote for right. because mm-hmm. elections matter and elections have consequences and mm-hmm. if, if we are not uh, fighting for things like medical freedom then we will end up accepting what or or having to deal with the consequences of that which mm-hmm. is medical dictatorship right. and medical censorship and so it's a really important topic, and I think it's it's important, again, for us to keep talking about this, leading all the way up to it, because in some ways it feels like there is a bit of a shift of the narrative away from medicine, mm-hmm. uh, is that there was this kind of big push for a long time, this is the only thing we can talk about, only thing that could be in people's minds, and now it kind of appears to be, well, actually, we need to kind of change gears, you know, people that drive the narrative, we need to start talking more about war and the economy and mm-hmm. inflation where I think medicine should still be front and center. Yes. And, I mean, the truth is, here's this is the truth. In the United States, we are very uninformed electorate, and we have very short-term memories mm-hmm. as to what has happened because we live busy lives, we move on, we feel like, oh, everything's fine now, so this doesn't matter as much. And so we might not show up in the ways that we would have otherwise if these things were still front and center. And, you know, yeah, I, I fully agree. I think that COVID kind of went away mm-hmm. at a convenient time. And I'm, I'm anxious to see what happens as November yeah. gets closer, if it might come back. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist by any means. But I think that um, trying something to push for mail-in ballots again is not out of the question. Mm-hmm. And we'll just have to see what happens with that. But what we... And there's so much that is out of our control as individuals, and it can feel incredibly overwhelming and that it just doesn't matter. But it does matter. And if we've learned anything over the past couple of years, I think it is how much power and influence our local leaders have. That goes Mm -hmm. everything from your school board to your city council, Mm -hmm. your mayor, your county commissioners, and and on the state levels, for sure, many governors, including our own here in North Carolina, 
he negotiated himself an extra year of emergency powers. So his emergency powers do not expire until January of 2023. And that is what he asked for to pass the budget. And there's we should just think about that. Why is that what he wanted, right? Mm-hmm. And so the this election, sure, we have a lot of... Um, of uh, national Senate and, and House races that, that matter a whole lot too. But as far as affecting our everyday lives, we need to be well informed as far as the candidates that truly embrace our values, mm-hmm. not so much what party they're affiliated with, sure. but do they embrace your values? And it really is the responsibility of the voter to do your research and figure that out. Um, I know here in our county, we there's a there's a lot of upheaval about our local school board because back to the medical freedom um well medical issues um they kept schools closed here for a long time and then when they went back the kids wore masks for a really long time and so um and there were other counties in North Carolina that went against the governor's orders. And um, there are a lot of parents that want to put school board members in place that are going to embrace those values and say, no, we're not going to do this again. And the the detriment to our children from learning loss. And, um, and now, I mean, the, the numbers of elementary school kids that are struggling with anxiety and all of these new mental health issues mm-hmm. we know are directly affiliate directly connected mm-hmm. to the shutdowns and if candidates in a forum say yes i would consider shutting schools down again and that's not what you believe should happen should there be another surge then it's important that we know that and we're ready to um, not just go to the polls, but also help in- inform our communities because while um, elections are not the end-all, be-all, everything, they mm-hmm. do matter. Sure, absolutely. And I do believe that this is the election of parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've seen that really, really start to take shape is that parents are fed up, you know, yeah. to, to say it bluntly. They are speaking out they are standing up and they are saying look we have to we have to push back against some of these some of these things mm-hmm. especially again with the way things were handled with school the way kids were what way again yeah they were forced to do things that uh parents didn't, didn't believe in and where people still think that that was the the right approach mm-hmm. And so I think this is, again, this is a, a big movement of parents mm-hmm. uh, for sure. And I think that goes into what we're talking about with medical freedom because this will affect you, affect us and our generation, affect the generation ahead of us, but this is really going to affect the kids. Mm-hmm. And so if we lose medical freedom, then you really lose everything because right. if you can't de- determine and make an informed decision based on what you do with your body, mm-hmm. then... What other what other decisions can you make, and what other what other argument can you make as far as what is out of out of touch for, or what is out of line for governments to to dictate? Right. And so I think it's important for us to try to define kind of what we're saying when when we're talking about medical freedom, because in some ways that's just a abstract term. Uh, so I would probably say the best way to define medical freedom is what is it what is it not, or what is what is what is it uh, contrast to. And it's contrast to medical dictatorship. Mm-hmm. 
And and that term has a strong connotation, but it's it's an important term. You know, dictatorship is basically where someone else is telling you what you have to do and there's no other option. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is medical dictatorship and COVID was really in a lot of ways was the first taste of that. Right. Where doctors were told by people in authority, by their bosses, by the hospital systems, what they could and could not do. Right. I don't think there's a better term than medical dictatorship Mm -hmm. for that Uh, versus medical freedom is saying medical freedom at its core is just a search for the truth, not saying that there is one way or another way that is always right. It's saying medical freedom is the ability for physicians to use their training, to use their experience and their education to figure out what is they believe is best for their patients, Mm -hmm. and then let the truth kind of win. And whoever has the best outcomes and whoever has the best results, that's the way that it it should be done. And that's the way that medicine should be. Mm -hmm. Medicine should not be, because medicine is always in flux. Mm -hmm. It's It's not a done deal for anything with medicine now, is that it should be, we should still be working and evolving and changing. And the only way that you evolve and get better and you change is when there actually are differences of opinion. Mm-hmm. And so medical freedom is not saying that everyone should agree with what I say. Right. That's not that's not freedom. I think people should disagree with what I say. And then, but we figure out what is actually closest to the truth right. and what actually works the best. Well, and even still, in a medical standpoint, that patients have the choice between what it between options knowing the risks and benefits of each and making their own decision. So freedom, in this sense, um, allows that autonomy in making the decision with all of the information in front of you in order to make the best choice for you or your child or your family. And I think when bringing this back to parents is that's a huge thing that we're seeing and on many different topics is taking away parental mm-hmm. rights. And I would argue that m- medical freedom and parental rights are incredibly closely tied. Mm-hmm. So not yeah. in our state, but in others. Um, well, actually in our state, um, if you know a child over, I think it's 12, can is encouraged to go to a medical medical appointments and checkups by themselves and not mm. include the parent in there and that's to me um a 12 year old is not an adult yeah. and i mean our oldest son is nine when he's 12 i'm certain that he's not ready to make those decisions and then you know there's other states that are requiring certain interventions um no longer allowing exemptions for um, childhood vaccine schedules and that kind of thing in some states. And so these are really important issues that are medical freedom related, but boil down to parental rights a lot. Mm. And I think when you're talking about the rise of the parent on top of the medical issues, there's many other topics where parents are being pushed out from making, being in the ultimate place of authority in their kids' lives in favor of government establishments like schools, um, uh, government-funded medical programs, um, curriculum that goes beyond teaching the, you know, math, science, language arts, and that kind of thing. 
and um, begins to trickle in and take the place of our ultimate responsibility as parents to raise up our children and to that we should be first in line to be able to impress the values in them and the choices that are what we believe to be best Mm -hmm. of them best for them as the way that they're educated the things that they aren't taught about in school um certainly any medical intervention that might happen and and so much more yeah that that we should be informed about what is happening in school and it seems like more and more that's being um uh not just discouraged but i think covid set up this whole oh kids in parents out no parents in the building and you know we just often don't have any idea what's happening on the inside. Yeah. And what you're describing really is a is an important tenet of kind of the conservative uh, movement, trying mm-hmm. to conserve the ability for parents to still have a, still have a, a say mm-hmm. as far as what happens happens with kids. Uh, and going back to kind of the, the medical freedom part, uh, you know, I think in some ways it's good to actually give some specifics yeah. as far as what is this, what does this look like? And I think the, the, the best example, again, of what it's not, because, again, that's sometimes the easier way to define mm-hmm. what something is. But I would say if we're trying to determine, like, who to vote for, the the best thing to kind of look back, again, over, over the pandemic as far as was, were people promoting freedom or were they promoting kind of dictatorship is to see if there was a promotion of a mandate without choice with a degree of punishment. Mm-hmm. That is not freedom. Right. That is, again, that is more dictatorship. That's more manipulation and and coercion. And so, if some, if a politician or someone in leadership was recommending mandating something without choice, that is, I can't support someone that's gonna that's gonna do that. Well, arguably, or stay completely silent on the issue when it was the front and center issue well, of the day. Sure, silence can also be a sin in itself if you don't speak up against things that. Uh, you don't believe in, so yeah, I agree. We also we also don't need to be, be putting people in office that are just spineless and don't say anything. Mm-hmm. That that also is a problem. So I, you know, it's challenging during a pandemic to know what is the, what is the right thing to do. And a lot of things, a lot of people were probably doing what they felt like was was best. But just because they felt like it was best doesn't necessarily mean that it was best. And it doesn't necessarily mean that rights weren't being infringed upon either at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so that's the probably best example is if there is some sort of policy that's trying to be put in place where you remove choice, you remove the ability for doctors and patients to have discussions, informed consent, risk-benefit discussions, and make a make a decision that they feel like is best, then that is not medical freedom. Yeah. You know, so and, and unfortunately again, there were so many times that this was pushed down people's throats that if you don't do this, especially, you know, with vaccines, if you don't do this, you're gonna be fired. Right. Uh, if you don't do this then You can't play sports, you can't yep. go to college, right. you can't so many other examples. Yeah. And so, and so sometimes, again, also to, to dig a little bit deeper underneath the surface is that sometimes, again, especially people running for office, they won't even necessarily say things like that. 
as far as, you know, we think this should be a mandate and this has to be forced on everybody. But look at who they're getting funded by mm -hmm. and look at who they're closely connected to. Right. If they were closely connected with people that were pushing for that, then that is gonna, that's going to be the way that they're going to vote once mm -hmm. they get, get into office. So this is, I believe, a huge fight uh, for the kind of medical freedom. Uh, and this this election is, is going to hinge a lot on that, about who yeah. gets in and who doesn't. And I believe that the movement is is really moving strongly towards medical freedom mm -hmm. and freedom of speech and, and those types of things. I really think that that is, that is the movement that's happening. But I think this is a good time to actually talk about it because this is kind of like a calm mm -hmm. period right now right. before things start to ramp up. And I think you're right is that there may be some sort of storm come up before the next election that's really going to change things and really get people's focus away from different topics, whether that's medical freedom or freedom of speech or whatever, whatever else. There, there will be something to distract people. Yeah. And uh, so we, we, you need to be thinking now about what's what's most important mm -hmm. and what matters yeah and which direction do you want this this state and the country to go yeah and i think just a few tips to finish up with you know what 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 are important things to to look for and consider um i mean you can go online and easily find your ballot so go do that and if you don't know who the candidates are in any single race then that's those are the ones that you need to research and it doesn't actually take a whole lot of time to do that, but it's so worth that investment of a little bit of time, um, especially in a primary election. Obviously, you can't just go vote for everyone that's part of your party. And arguably, that's one thing we've also learned over yeah. the last couple of years is just because someone has an R or a D beside their name doesn't mean a whole lot of anything yeah. as far as, um, you know, a, a lot of people that especially are, quote, politicians as Wiggy mentioned, are much driven by those who fund them. And so um, we need to pay very close attention to that. Is this person tied to big insurance and hospital systems and, and, um, or big pharma, big pharma, political yeah. action committees that are represented by all that. And, and it's can be very difficult to find that, but that's why one of the things to look for is have they remained silent on this? Um, what are they willing to stand up for or not? And so um, that's that's really important. And again, these very local races like school boards and city councils and mayors and that kind of thing matter tremendously. So do your research. And then the other big thing I would say is um, elections matter and putting the right candidates and the right, the right representatives in the right place matters a lot. However, what we tend to do is go vote and then forget about it. We stop paying attention. We stop being involved. We aren't willing to risk anything to stand up for the issues of the day. And um, things sneak in and we don't pay attention. So we, we can't just send the people off to their places of leadership and abandon them and let them take all the beatings because that's not what being involved in the public square should look like. So they need support. They need encouragement. They need um, resource. You need. They need resources with specific expertise and that kind of thing to help them along the way and know that that um, they've got people behind them because that momentum of you know the the people is what ultimately drives these things. It's not just 
you know, oh, who's going to write legislation and that kind of thing. It, it really is driven by um, the, by the people because they're there to represent us and mm-hmm. we can't just abandon them and say, okay, well, that's your battle to fight now. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. They, they need our support. Hey, one other thought that I that I had that before we wrap up is that the the other thing to uh, to mention is that medical freedom is bigger than COVID too. By yes. you know, so uh, you know that's that's it's become a lot of a bigger topic because of COVID, but it's a lot it's a lot bigger than just mm-hmm. just the pandemic. And this is again just something to make you think. So you may have actually agreed with mandates, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's okay. That's you have, you're, you're allowed to have, have your opinion. But the problem is if we give up medical freedom, there likely will be something that comes down the road that you don't agree with mm-hmm. some other medical mandate or some other medical coercion that you're not going to agree with, but you don't have that choice anymore. Mm-hmm. And so we have to think we have to actually look beyond the pandemic we have to look beyond COVID. We have to be looking at, you know, the, the bigger picture here. So, you know, at, at some point down the road, they may, their people in power may say, everybody has to take this. Mm-hmm. Uh, or everybody, you know, who knows? Everybody has to take birth control in order to control the population. Right. I mean, who knows? I mean, it, it could, Anything you know, happen. you know, you, you think that all these things are crazy mm-hmm. until it actually happens. Right. And then you're like, wow, I didn't see that coming. But that's because you're not looking. Right. You got to be thinking about these things. What what other things could they possibly try to dictate to say everybody has to do this without your choice? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, try to try to have an open mind, you know, thinking about this. Try to think really in a lot of ways, think about the worst case scenario. What if someone tries to say something that you don't agree with mm-hmm. and it takes away your choice? Mm-hmm. Right. Do you want, do you really want that to be possible? Yeah. Because that's the direction it's heading. And so, and and once you get, once you get rid of medical freedom where you, patients can make choices based on, again, what they feel like is best between them and their doctor, mm-hmm. then anything's on the table. Right. And I would not, I would not hold, I, I wouldn't be surprised if something crazy does happen like that down the road. Right. And the other thing to remember on that front is that, um, medical freedom, parental rights, and religious freedom are very tightly tied together. Mm-hmm. And when and if any one of those fails or goes away, then the others are likely right behind them. And so those have to be fought for and elevated, whether or not the issue of the day is something that's incredibly important to you or not, like you said, then those are still things that we have to encourage choice Mm -hmm. and and rights personal rights too because otherwise we become um yeah they all of them will fall Mm -hmm. if any falls i feel confident that all will fall they're way too Mm -hmm. tightly tied together because if there can be dictatorship in one of those areas or uh, you know or dismissiveness that this doesn't matter anymore or the government can take over your role as a parent then they can take over your medical freedom, your your medical choices, and your ability to practice your religion easily as sure. well. I feel those are very heavily tied together. Sure. So. Anyway, the moral of the story is educate yourself. Go vote in the primary. Uh, Mars in North Carolina, early voting has just started. So 
you've got some time. I think the actual date is May 14th, but early bidding has started. Um, I think we're relatively early, so if you live in another state, pay attention, get educated, go vote and support the candidates that have put their neck out there that are willing to get in this battle. Um, and then also just a, a heads up next week, I'm going to be interviewing a school board candidate in our district who is a nurse and has put her name in the hat for our local school board because of mostly medical freedom and parents' rights. So we'll get a more personal perspective on that because, and that's a, it's a hard thing to do. And you're going to get attacked. Your family's attacked. Everything is happening because, yeah. because it matters. And um, so I'm really proud of her and I look forward to interviewing her. So if you have any questions that we can help with, happy to answer them. And we always appreciate you listening. We love seeing your comments and reviews. So especially if you're listening on Spotify, we'd love for you to leave a review. And we thank you for supporting us. And we'll catch up with you next time.